The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today. And by us, I mean Dennis. He's with us today. It's good, good to be here. Good day, Dennis. And that sounded English, didn't it? Good day. <laughs> and Robbie. Good day, mate. Australian. <laughs> yeah. Good day, mate. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's been a little bit of a different week. Uh, I don't know where it's, how it's been where you are, but it's you know, been nice at times. Mm-hmm. You know, spring is here and it's looking pretty good. And, and then it's been rainy. Yeah, you know, it's kind of been a little stormy time, and it brings me flowers, though. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard that. You know, and, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of our topic. Oh yeah, tonight or today, tonight, whatever, whatever, whenever you listen to this, it's tonight for you, or it might be today. But today, we're going to be talking about those storms that come up in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, just as we don't, we don't always know a storm's going to come up when we're outside. You know, we have weathermen, and they're not always right. But we don't have a weatherman for our life that tells us, hey, there's a storm next Tuesday. They just kind of come up upon us, right? Uh, And so part of the question that Christians struggle with is, if I'm walking in God's will, why am I suffering? Or if I walk good enough in God's will, if I'm a good enough Christian, then I can avoid pain. I can avoid suffering. And, and that's some of the things that Christian kind of battle with. But we were talking about some before the show. What's some, some other things when we talk about suffering or challenges or trials in our life that, that are Christianisms yeah. that aren't necessarily scriptural? One of the biggest misconceptions is just what you said. And another, I think, that is confused and, and kind of taken out of Scripture sometimes, but out of context is God will never give us more than we can handle. Than we can handle. And I emphasize that. Well, it, or God will never give you more than you can handle, Robbie. I'll put it that <laughs> yeah. way. Maybe you, but well, kind of explain that a little bit. What do you mean by that? What do you mean it's kind of taken out of context? Well, I think because what it was really talking about in Scripture was uh, endurance through temptation, and and certainly there can be some pain and suffering in temptation, but it's not really the same thing. We're not talking about the same thing when we talk about pain and suffering that you may have a relative that may have cancer and maybe die of that. Or you may have someone in your family or friend that's going through an addiction problem. I mean, that's that's not really the same thing. Yeah, I, I, we joked a little bit before uh, the show, but, you know, people would say, you know, God will give you not more than you can handle. And I used to believe that. But then when I couldn't handle it, then it was <laughs> like, what's wrong with me? Right. Yeah, I'm a wimp. I can't handle it. <laughs> God misjudged me. Yeah, God misjudged me a little bit. Up short. <laughs> and and so when I listened to what you were saying, Sam, the the thing I couldn't help but think about, you know, well, if I if I'm close enough to God and I walk like a super saint, then God's gonna just bless my life and I'm not gonna have to endure much pain or suffering. Well, that didn't play out so good for Paul. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how could you walk closer? You know, how could you be more of a super saint than Paul? And, and how could I mean he suffered a lot or Stephen or you know Christ himself so mm-hmm. you can see Job. that yeah you got these you got these examples that perhaps the closer you you walk um that that there's more of that involved because you have an enemy yeah and I'm trying to think of 
someone in scripture that didn't suffer <laughs> at some point. <laughs> but it, that actually brings us to a clip. We're going to talk a little bit about these questions that we have. You know, sometimes we have questions that we're talking about, and sometimes we question God. And God, were you, where were you in the midst of this? God, why did you allow this to happen in my life? What, what were you thinking, God? Didn't you know this was going to hurt? And, and so this is a clip from a movie called Patch Adams. And in this, uh, this part you're going to hear, Robin Williams, who plays Patch Adams, has lost his girlfriend. She'd been murdered. They'd started a medical clinic outside the, the confines of the hospital, and they were really helping the people around them, and he really felt good about himself. And then she gets murdered by one of the patients. And, and so what you hear is him standing at the edge of a cliff, contemplating whether to jump off, and he starts having this conversation with God. And I want you to kind of listen to how that goes. So what now, huh? What do you want from me? Yeah, I could do it. You both know you wouldn't stop me. So answer me, please. Tell me what you're doing. Okay, let's look at the logic. You create man. Man suffers enormous amounts of pain. Man dies. <laughs> Maybe you should have had just a few more brainstorming sessions prior to creation. You rested on the seventh day. Maybe you should have spent that day on compassion. guys as you listen to that you, you hear that pain that's in his voice i mean obviously it's there and he, he's calling out to god but then there's that anger that comes you know and so so what do christians do with that i mean is that a normal reaction is that is that something that possibly you felt at some point in your life well one of the marvels of of christian literature to me is c.s lewis's a grief observed where you know, there's a situation very similar to Patch Adams, that a man that had written the Chronicles and Narnia and all these wonderful Christian books and, and been on the air broadcasting um, a Christian message, and he married this lady who had cancer, and then she went into remission, and he seemed to think that that was God's answer, you know, that this was going to be a miracle, and then she was gone. And he was left in this crisis of faith and you know when you read the book uh, a grief observed which is just a wonderful wonderful book you can see he was kind of right there and he referred to god as this vivisector which is similar to somebody who's a dissector only emotionally like a puppeteer trying to see you know where you're going to end up and and there's a lot of wonderful insights in his crisis of faith here but he comes to the point um in the book which and has a breakthrough where he says along the lines of, you know, I thought that God perhaps was testing my faith, was testing my love for my wife, was testing me, but it occurred to me that the test was for me to see 
how deep my faith was, where I was really at, you know, that, that is for us to find out where we're at. And, you know, so much of life is how, how high are the stakes? And in order for us to make real progress towards getting rid of the lies that are in our life that he knows are strongholds, that God knows are strongholds, he's got to up the stakes pretty good for us to, to feel the pain enough to want to do something about that. And, and obviously in C.S. Lewis's life, it was a horrendous amount of pain that he endured through that. And C.S. Lewis's quote that you said there is, you know, God already knew that about you. He knew how much faith you had. He knew how much love you had or compassion, as, as Robin Williams says, and he just needed you to know it. Right. Right, and that's, that's a pretty cool thought. It's a pretty cool thought, but, but where is God in the midst of all that pain, in the midst of all that learning? I remember uh, I've, I've been there. Uh, I was there about 15 years ago where I um, actually, after a, a five or six years after a failed marriage and uh, things just not really going well in my life, uh, I thought about doing the same thing that he was thinking about doing um, on a road one night. And I'd heard a pastor say at a church where I was attending, you know, if you're angry at God or, or your anger is coming out that he, that he's big enough to take that. And I cried out to him driving down that road that night um, because I saw a train come in that came up the side of the road, and I thought it would be very easy just to end it all right now. And I can't say that everything has been rosy since that time, but I think it was a, a, a significant time in my life where God showed himself to me and revealed himself to me and revealed his love for me and, um, and kept me from doing that said there was more to, there was more to the story so god was there in the car with you in the midst of what you were going through how would you describe uh, that I, I don't know that i would have I, I didn't have a robbie experience where i actually could look over and th- think that but later on i thought yeah he was absolutely in the midst of all this yeah because he, he, <clears throat> he interceded yeah. for you one of the cool things about the clip if you had watched the 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 clip of the robin williams um Thing from uh, Patch Adams we just uh, listened to is at the very end of that, as soon as he gets done with this tirade, this, this you know venom at God out of this hurt and this anger, he turns around and this butterfly comes floating in, and you see his demeanor completely change. And that there's a part of that story in that movie where his girlfriend had loved butterflies, and there was a big significance to it. And you you know being a Christian, obviously you look at that and say, even when he can't hear God or he's struggling with him. It doesn't stop God from coming at him and saying, Hey, I'm right here. Remember, you know, I'm here with you, which makes me think of the scripture when, when Jesus and the disciples were going across the sea, the sea of Galilee and, and storms can come up there just without notice. And so they're going across the sea and, and um, he's sleeping. Jesus is sleeping and the storm comes up and it's the one where the disciples wake him up and, and they say, and he, he tells them, you know, you need to have faith. You have little faith. And, and the point was, the storm came up. They didn't expect it. But Christ was right there with them the whole time. Whether they could feel it or recognize it, he was there mm-hmm. in the midst of that storm. And, and that's where God tries to say, hey, I'm, I'm here. Now, Robbie, you, you've had a storm or two, haven't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lately. <laughs> and, and, and time and again whether it's a storm emotionally or a storm physically, and I certainly have had the physical ones, he 
he often sends it's Jesus with skin on all those people that come to you and your family's aids. Um, and, and that's the beauty of being part of the body of Christ is that you are given lots of other brothers and sisters besides your, your natural family. And all these brothers and sisters as promised come through and you feel their love. And in seeing their love, you realize, wow, this is God coming after me. Mm-hmm. And, and like when the my Sunday school class built the wheelchair ramp on the back of my house, it was clear to me that, that God was meeting the need, but he was doing it through all these wonderful people. And, and that sets us up really well for when we come back. We're going to talk about what do you do when you're in the midst of that storm and you can't feel God or you refuse in some ways to feel God? How does he still love you through that? How does he bring you back to him? Come back and listen, and we're going to dig into that. Hi, I'm Ben Affleck. The only thing better than playing a hero in the movies is being a hero in real life. Like the 50,000 veterans who returned from Iraq and Afghanistan with devastating injuries. They are true heroes, and they're why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America. They make sure veterans with spinal cord injuries get the care and support they need at no cost to them. To learn more, visit pva.org. That's pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Household pests are familiar subjects in childhood songs and nursery rhymes, but they can also pose serious threats to our health and property. Dealing with these threats may not be as easy as ABC, but it can be as easy as IPM. Integrated Pest Management employs common sense and sound solutions to treat and control pests. To learn more, visit whatisipm.org, a public service message from the National Pest Management Association. If you haven't heard that, you know, she's, she's singing out, I, I can't feel you in the midst of this that's going on, but you're here. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of obviously ties into what we're talking about. I'd imagine that. Yeah. Um, and, and as I said, and I look at the rain outside, it would be easy to say, you know, man, it's always going to be like this, especially if you go through three or four days of that. But, you know, sunshine is going to be just around the corner, I guess, unless you're listening to this in Oregon, and then maybe not so much. <laughs> but... It is just around the corner, and, and so that's just one of the things to keep in mind. It actually comes out tomorrow, from Does what it? I understand. Oh, good. Tomorrow. The sun I, comes out tomorrow. <laughs> I feel much better. Beautiful. Yeah. A sunny Sunday. Yeah. According I, to Annie, I'm just saying. Yeah, I feel much better. <laughs> so we're, we're talking about the storms of life. We're talking about those things that come up that just cause pain and suffering in our lives. And, and the questions that we struggle with sometimes is, you know, why can't I handle it? You know, I, I should be able to handle this. I should, I should be able to, to push through this. Or, you know, God, where are you? Why did you let this happen? Or obviously I'm not in your will, God, or this wouldn't have happened. And, and, and none of those hold true. You know, we're kind of talking about it. And Robbie, when we left, we talked a little bit about 
the love of others. And you were talking about them building a uh, handicap ramp, your, your Sunday school class. But that's not the only time you felt the love of others around you, is it? Oh, no, no. My, well, you know, all sorts of different times where I, at one point in time, had a, was in desperate need of emergency brain surgery, which is not a place anybody wants to be. It does not, explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that turn out? <laughs> but I had, you know, they literally needed to open my skull to relieve the pressure because mm-hmm. my brain was swelling. And I was sitting there and they couldn't get into the emergency room for some emergency surgery for some holdup. And they sent in this nurse. And I was, uh, they'd give me Demerol, every drug known to mankind to try to ease the pain. And it was just unbelievably excruciating. And she just held my hand, and I looked up, and it was Ramona Seacrest who was in my Sunday school class. And it was just clear, it's one of my favorite moments of my entire life, to know that right there, um, God had sent this person that clearly was, and she never said a word, she just held my hand, and um, it got me through that. But it got me through that because I knew that he was there with me, and that's all I needed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I sometimes those things become clear when you look back, mm-hmm. right? When you're in the midst of it, you don't have eyes to see it or you don't know what's going on. And, and fortunately, sometimes we do get to see it directly, but often it's revealed to us later that God was there. Mm-hmm. And once in a great while, we get somebody that helps lead us through it a little bit which is going to lead me to a clip we're going to talk about from the movie When the Game Stands Tall. And it's a, it's a football movie, but it's one of those football movies that has other meanings to it. And, and so in this football movie, it's about a, a team that didn't lose for over a decade. And then they lose and they try to rebound from it and, and how they're going to handle that. But in the midst of that big story is a apparent small story that's really the big story. It, you'll follow me here in a second. But it's about this boy that's on the team. He's an inner city kid. He's um, done everything he can to live a good life, and he's been following the advice of the coaches who are Christian men. And he lives with his younger brother and his mother, and his mother's gotten sick. And so when we we pick it up, we're going to listen to how that conversation kind of plays out. How is she? The nurse say it's just a matter of time. And that's it. It's the last of my weekends. You have Jamal? The boy don't know it yet, but he's going down to San Jose to stay with my cousin. I should be good to him, but ain't got no room for me. I got nobody left. Well, family isn't just blood relatives. It's anyone who loves you unconditionally. Coach Ladd, I promise to live the rest of my days by the lessons you taught me. Give, and it should be given to you. For whatever measure you use, it should be measured back to you in equal. Why is this happening to me, Coach? What did I do? I'm trying. I'm making my perfect effort. It don't matter. It ain't enough. What if Tayshawn's right? 
Maybe God don't see me or he don't care because I ain't worth his time. Don't make no sense, coach. I'm alone. There's nobody left. No, you're not. You've got Jamal. Me and 60 brothers. Sam, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite scriptures I got over the last year is in Mark chapter 10, verse 29, where Jesus answered, and he said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, by the way, and in the age to come eternal life. Jesus promised us a hundred times as many brothers, and that's what he was coming through for in, in this particular clip. It's just awesome. Yeah, you know, he was reminding him, you know, the enemy's saying you're alone, you got God's forsaken you, mm-hmm. you know, which is the common thing that he tries to do, and unfortunately he has this, this man that he looks up to to help guide him through it. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things that we just pray about and say, God, I, I bring those guys into my life, bring those, those people into my life, bring, bring the person into my life that's going to hold my hand and help me get through this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I'm at a point where I can't feel you or I'm so angry. I can't hear you. And, and it, it, it's so clear looking back on things, Sam, that God kept raising the ante <laughs> in my life because he had this lie that he needed to unearth that Robbie, you're not worth loving. You know, you're not, you know, it, it, it was really hard for me to buy that God really, really, you know, loved me in such a way. And, and, and there's no doubt in my mind through all those physical things that I was struggling, he was trying to get my attention to show me clearly this, this wasn't the case. But then you get back to that really hard question. Mm-hmm. Did God allow those or was that part of the plan? And, and, and the place I come back to for me, and this is an individual thing for me is God allowed it because he knew that in the end, perfection was coming, but he simply allowed it. He didn't cause it. Right. Life, you know, life, life gives us more than we can handle a lot of times. And, uh, it's not necessarily God, but it's life that's given that, but God shows up in the midst of all that. And as you all are talking about, God can show up in, in himself to you, um, giving you an opportunity to trust in him. I'm in a situation right now where um, we have such community amongst a number of brothers, and we, we're leaning on each other during this time because we're all a very difficult time in our lives. And I see God every day in the midst of all that. Every day he shows up, and sometimes he shows up and what a brother says that I didn't know a couple of weeks ago, and I see God or in a chaplain's what he what he has to share, and I think that's really the point of all this that you know bad things are going to happen life life throws curves at us, uh, but look at what God can do with that and how He can use it for redemption. Oh, that's exactly it, and just knowing that you know God you you are there, Robbie. I I'm kind of at the same place you are as. You know, I know we live in a fallen world. You know, you talked earlier that, uh, before we came on the air that God had a perfect plan with Adam. 
it didn't last long, <laughs> but he had one, you know, and, and free will entered in and then the fall of mankind, you know, and with that brought in disease, brought in all sorts of things over the generations. And, and so we're, we're living the fruit of seeds that were planted long before us, plus the fruit of seeds that we plant, you know, and so those things are coming to fruition and, and we begin to wonder, okay, why am I here? Well, there's just a lot going on, you know, and there's an enemy in the midst of it. And what we got to know is those storms are going to keep coming, right? Jesus tells us in this life, you will have trouble. We're going to have it, but we're not alone in the midst of it. We do have God. You know, Robbie, I know you felt God in the midst of some of those things when you were between those Jeeps and got crushed. Did you feel God's presence then? Yeah, that was the one where he actually showed up in, in, in bodily form and he gave me a hug that was absolutely unforgettable as I laid on the ground really um, with my life threatened and my leg almost severed and everybody panicking that I was going to go into shock and the unforgettable like Jesus I need you right now and that he showed up and gave me a touch that is unforgettable and I'll, it'll never be the same as, as a result of that mm-hmm. but I, I would like to uh, affect this verse that everybody which is not a Bible verse by the way that God mm-hmm. won't give you more than he, you can handle and I would like to adjust that to say <laughs> God <laughs> won't give you more than handle than you can handle with his grace right, right? Yeah. and the example being that obviously he gave Pharaoh more than he could handle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but he didn't have his grace, so he was sitting on the edge of the Nile, <laughs> in denial, <laughs> saying, how did in you denial. put it, that, that maybe we should have fitted those chariots with an outboard, you know. That was my line. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but, you know, the best lines are stolen. <laughs> the, well, David, the, the man after God's own heart, had periods in his life that obviously had to be more than he could handle. Mm-hmm. You know, to have Saul chasing after him, to have the dysfunctions within his family. You think you have a dysfunctional family? Go read David's family. <laughs> right? And you'll go, wow, at least I don't have that. That's why those people watch Dr. Phil. They say, at least I don't have that. <laughs> That's right. uh, or Jerry Springer or whatever it is. Uh, we've been talking about these storms in life. They're coming. But that's okay. We have somebody to help guide us through that. We have the Father who loves us, who's going to take us through that if we let him. And when we can't hear him, even in the midst of our anger, he'll send those butterflies, those people, those ones that love us, that are his people, that help guide us through. We just got to look for it and know that it's coming and allow it to happen. Let God love you this week. And in the midst of a storm, know that it'll pass. Have a great week.